Welcome back to Best Books Ever. I am Tyler, as always, and today we are continuing our very exciting journey into Mistborn Final Empire. Uh, this is chapters 16 through 25. <laughs> 16 through 25 will be part three of the book. Um, yeah, this is literally the middle of the book. Um, I think this is also the meatiest part of the book. Um, and you can kind of see why. I feel like this definitely is the turning point for the story and kind of where some things happen um, that are definitely going to dictate the whole rest of the story. Um, and kind of also like mentally where a lot of characters are at, um, how prepared these characters are for their roles. Um, yeah, and just how much they don't know, but also how many secrets and stuff they might not know from other people in the crew. So we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, talk about that today. Uh, okay, good stuff. So as always, we like to start at the end. So we have a nice little conversation with Kels here in Menace. Um, they give a lot more information than I think what happens on the surface. I think the point of their conversation at the end is to show that Menace was one of the people who actually chose to fight, right? Like the majority, you know, 99% of Ska right now are not going to fight the Lord Ruler. It's not going to happen. They're not going to take part in any, any way, any shape against the final empire, right? It's been, what, a thousand years of just beating the Scott down. But there are some that are willing to fight. And I think from this conversation, we see that Kelsier more resolutely, I think, wants to achieve this goal. Um, I, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one... Up until this point, I think he's been super kind of hell-bent on revenge for the Lord Ruler. Um, but I feel like this conversation, it kind of turns a little bit, or, you know, a little little special something gets added to it, where I think he, he finally is almost like believing in his own cause. Um, it's like, no, I, I definitely, <laughs> most of me definitely wants to get rid of the Lord Ruler uh, permanently. But after seeing everything, and like after trying you know, going through all these steps, all these preparations has been, I think, over six months. I think that's the last kind of time frame that we got from people. Um, you know, I think going through all of this, I think it has grown into actually wanting to have the rebellion happen. Um, instead of before, I think that it was a nice paycheck. And he saw this as a way to get to the Lord Ruler specifically. Everything else was just whatever happens, happens, right? But now I think it finally is like, no, I'm going to change this. This is not how it should be. Um, you know, we even have a little conversation between him and Ham where Ham starts to question, not like really question, I don't think, but more so just, again, you know, one of his uh, philosophical debates where he talks about how, you know, who, who are we to say that the Lord Ruler is wrong? Like, isn't he God or at least a sliver of God? And doesn't God decide what is right and wrong. So what's going against him doesn't make that make us wrong. 
you know, there's also another conversation that he has with, um, with someone, I, th I think it's Pam as well. Um, you know, but just kind of talking about how, uh, uh, there are actual, seems to be actual physical differences between Scott and the nobility because, you know, that's kind of what they wanted to teach them, right? To push the Scott down, to bring the nobility up. Certain differences, right? Like the Scott being smaller, um, the Scott being able to reproduce, it seems, a lot a lot quickly and a lot just more than the nobility. Um, you know, the Scott obviously not being able to have alimantic powers where the nobility can. There's these little things that, like, you know, Kelsier wants to combat um, because he's like, no, like, this is not how it should be. This is not good. We should not just live like this. We can't just accept this. And there's the other side of it where it's like, well, that's kind of how it is. And again, who are we to say that this is wrong? You know, I mean, again, most of us reading this, I assume, are like, well, no, well, no, Kelsier is right. You know, like, Ham might make some good points. And you don't necessarily think Ham thinks these things. It's just, you know, f you know fun to think about right um just, you know it's kind of interesting fascinating but it just make a question a little bit again you know i like that we're getting you know with 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 sazed uh you know translating that journal might not be as helpful or maybe as you know helpful in the way that they initially thought uh but i do like that we're learning more about the lord ruler because that i think is a big question that's a big um point that is becoming dependent on like their their purpose and like again if they should really be doing this we all know how we feel about the lord ruler now but what was he before and like does he actually deserve this everyone talks about him defeating the deepness it's like well, what was the deepness what exactly happened there um you know so a lot of questions there but again i, I do like that they're bringing more and more of the, of the lord ruler's backstory into this um and then you know even vin vin has a lot of that doubt as well you know, she's softened for many reasons towards the nobility. Some of it, I think, is just their brainwashing, but some of it, I think, is valid. Um, so, yeah, a lot of questions, a lot of, like, murking in the waters a little bit, which I think is also uh, a direct, uh, you know, variable in Kelsier becoming who he is now versus just how he was at the beginning of the book. You know, Vin has already noticed him changing. Um, and so for him to become this person that he is now, it's like, yeah, we we are kind of contributing to how he's acting and how he's thinking. Um, you know, that's another thing I wanted to get into, which is like the whole crew talking about how they are concerned for Kelsier. Kelsier has always been, you know, big ego, all eyes on him. But now it seems like he's becoming more. Like he's, 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 you know, spreading these rumors about the, the survivor of Hatson. He's got the 11th medal stuff. He's, he's seemingly the leader of the rebellion. Too many things are kind of aligning to, you know, the, I forget who it is, but one of the crew members that Vin is talking to mentions um, that, you know, he's almost becoming a holy man. He's almost becoming a, a prophet. You know, I, you know, I think Kelsier even uses the word to describe himself um, once or twice. He described himself as a prophet. And it's like, is that who he actually should be becoming? Is this good for the cause? Is it selfish? Um, what is the end goal for that? You know, I, I do remember in part, I don't know, 
last part maybe, um, he's talking to Sazed, and it's got to be part two then. He's talking to Sazed, and, you know, they're doing the whole thing where Sazed is like, oh, here's a religion. And Kelsier asks, you know, are there any religions about eliminating or even killing the nobility? And Sazed is like, oh, no, I don't, I don't really think there is. I, no, there's really nothing quite like that. And then Kelsier's like, oh, I should, I should start a religion based on that. It's kind of like an offhand comment. Um, again, just kind of playing into his hatred for the nobility. And then also, at that point, Sazed was still very, very new. So we're kind of learning more about his interests and kind of how he, um, you know, he and Kelsier sort of interact with each other. Um, but now we're getting to this part and it's like, it's, it's happening. Like, pe- like people are like whispering about him and like Vin is listening in on the soldiers, like talk about him. Like, oh, that's him. He's got the scars. He, you know, him always showing off his alimentic stuff to people, to Ska that have never seen him before. Um, him eventually like almost leading them to believe that he can grant his powers to other people. It's like, he's almost starting to play God, you know? Um, He's almost starting to like directly oppose the Lord Ruler, and I'm not, I'm sure that's what he wants. I think at the end of the day, as careful and conniving as they all are, I think Kelsier sees an opportunity to maybe like make himself bigger than life and force the Lord Ruler to come out of hiding, right? And be like, there, there's never been someone like this before that this guy actually believed in. You know, again, maybe at the very beginning when. You know, the Lord Ruler was still new and still trying to stamp the fires of their their passion and, you know, the religion and all that stuff. But hundreds of years, I mean, they even talk about the last Scott Rebellion, I think, was like 200 years ago, 300 years ago, like some, something crazy. So um, we'll see. We'll see about that. Uh, let's see. I guess... There's lots of ways we can go with this, so we'll stick with Kelsier. I only have one more thing, sort of, with Kelsier. Um, we do see more backstory. We have Mare, right? His wife, I guess, right? Um, a, a little tidbit of information I thought was was cool was um, he says that Mare actually gave him an, an, an ATM geode. She gave him the impression that she found two that week. It's like, oh, you can take one. We'll both have one. We'll be able to survive another week. And it turns out that she did not have another one. She only had that one. So I don't know. It just kind of complicates her character, their relationship where, you know, you know, Kelsier still loves her, still is able to, um, you know, but even that sacrifice is conflicting in his mind where he's like, was that out of love? Was that out of guilt? Um, it's very tough. So again, like, you know, these little tidbits of Mare, you know, I think whenever we do hear more of Kelsier's backstory, we just am able to, you know, see a clearer picture of who he is and his, uh, you know, what, what drives him. I think that's really interesting. Um, yeah. So more Mare. Um, I guess the rest really moves on to Vin. For the most part, um, 
I guess one small thing before we get to the Vin stuff is Sazed. Um, this part, we actually do learn more about the Ferrukemi stuff. Um, and we learn he's not an allomancer. He's, he, he performs Ferrukemi, which is, instead of burning metals, he is able to, like, wear metals, like bracelets or earrings, and he can store powers. Um, it doesn't seem to be the same powers, though. It's not, like, one-for-one one with allomancy, where, yes, he can store strength and, like, speed, which is similar to Pewter, I imagine. Um, but you can also store, like, other traits, like eyesight. Um, and, you know, the most important one that, that, that he can store is knowledge and memories. That's a big one, I mean, for him specifically with religion, but then also, like, the whole terrorist people stuff, right? Where it's, like, their whole purpose is to, uh, you know, find information about the terrorist religion um, mixed with the whole, like, near genocide of the terrorist people being able to store memories and knowledge is important so that if um that ever were to happen again they have some people hopefully you know they they, they do their best like they've done so far to keep some people safe um with that knowledge stored that way they can you know if they need ever need to rebuild or something they can be like oh we have it all you know um yeah I, you know i thought that was very interesting he he doesn't give everything away you know vin deduces a couple things but he does not give everything away to her because, you know, it's not that he doesn't trust her. It's just that he doesn't tell anyone everything. I mean, maybe Kelsier knows the most, but even, you know, Kelsier, I'm sure, doesn't know everything um, because it is like a very sacred secret to all the terrorist people. Um, but yeah, I thought that was cool. I mean, not only, you know, showing a little more interaction between Vin and Sazed besides the whole like training ballet stuff, um, but also... Uh, you know, more about the terrorist people. Again, like, we've only seen a couple other terrorist people, and they've been super brief, and pretty much exactly what they're described as. They're, like, the, the perfect servant. So, um, to see more from, like, his perspective is interesting. Um, yeah. Um, cool. And it also obviously explains why he was able to save her uh, last time. And then we get into a bunch of Vin-related things. So, let's see. Um, one little piece of information that I think, I, I think is important. Now, again, we're already probably like 10 to 15 minutes into this episode, but um, I've read these books before, as you should know, unless you're, this is your first part, which is weird starting in the middle, I guess. Um, no future spoilers, though. But one thing I did want, you know, I did kind of see, <laughs> read, <laughs> as one does to books. Um, I don't know, I just want to take note of it. So they pointed out that there was three Inquisitors that were after Vin and Kelsier at Credit Shaw, right? Two of them were sent after Vin, and only one of them was sent after Kelsier. Now that, maybe just a throwaway line, doesn't mean anything, possibly, you know, but sometimes you like to look into things way more than you need to, right? So my whole thing with that is, why? Why did they send two out? Like, Vin is much smaller in stature, she's far less experienced, 
in in Alamancy. Um, I don't know. It's just very strange. You know, unless they made a mistake or something, and two, but like that that doesn't make any sense either. Like, did the Lord Ruler send two after her? Like, there, I don't know. There, there's these questions with that. Again, it might have just been a throwaway line, something that just happened, and that's it. Like, you just take it at face value. There's no deeper meaning to it. But for me, I'm just like, why? Why did they send two? Like, is it because they thought Vin was more dangerous? And while we have seen little tidbits here and there of like Vin being very uh, a quick learner, right? Even in this part, uh, there's again a very small, small, small thing where her and Kelsey were in the caves looking for the remaining soldiers. And there was a moment where she was able to see some people in, in, in a very dark, distant corner. And Kelsier in her mind, in his mind, thought, "How was she able to see them from this far away? Because you know, insinuating that he did not see them, and they both have elements, they're both using tin. So, again, she's a quick learner. She picks up on things. You know, you know, she she does have a natural ability for it. You know, like when she was healing, her body already knew how to instinctually, um, you know, burn metals. Um." You know, she, uh, you know, when she was talking to Marsh, she was able to, uh, pick up on pulses again, you know, you know, you know, she couldn't specifically identify each one and, you know, Marsh made a nice joke there where he was like, good, <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, he was like secretly glad that she wasn't able to do that already. Cause it, you know, took him six months to do it. He would have been very jealous. <laughs> um, but even with that, it's like let's say there is something special about Vin, right? That she is just super, just like naturally gifted, um, you know, with, with Alamancy. Two Inquisitors? <laughs> like, like, even with that, it's like, that doesn't make any sense to me, you know? So, again, I, I just wanted to overthink it a little bit, but, you know, also maybe bring it up just for anyone out there that didn't catch that and now you all can 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 look way too far into it probably means nothing but um another small thing with vin that i wanted to point out was vin having a very mild uh very mild identity crisis not one that i think is of any uh concern but I did want to point it out because, you know, I, I found it fascinating for where she began to where she is now. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of points to be made there. But with the identity crisis thing, her eventually, you know, joining the crew and then becoming Lady Villette, right? We see that. We see how how powerful it is for her to be able to just say, oh, well, Lady Villette's not me. Like, I'm Vin. You know, I can put on the makeup, the dress, all that stuff and... That's what the nobility will look at. They won't look at me. This is just another disguise, right? It's just, it's just another job on a, th- on a thieving crew. But now it's forming a little more, and it's like, you know, she's almost questioning, like, who is the real her? Because then she even goes out, um, you know, with, uh, with with Ham to the garrison, and she even thinks of her her clothing there, which is pretty much how she would dress 
maybe even a little nicer version of it, but that's how she would dress, like all the ash on her face, the trousers, all that stuff. Even that she looks at as another disguise, you know? So like that, you know, that little like street urchin side of her. She's like, oh, that's not really me either though. Like it was, but it's not anymore. It's not who I am. And so, you know, just, just like a little bit of like, who am I? Who is Vin really? You know, I'm not, I'm not the noble woman. That's not the true me. I'm not the street urchin. That's not the true me. Who am I? You know, and I like, was it this part or was it last part? I don't remember, but, um, and one of the parts where she's also sort of thinking about this in her head, she says, I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm, I'm misborn. And it's like, oh, that's, that, that's a very interesting way to look at it. Um, you know, you know, cause that doesn't really mean anything, <laughs> but for her, that is truly who she identifies as. Like she is a misborn, not only that word and that term, but her being a misborn has led her to who, to where she is today. Like if she was just a misting, probably almost for sure would not have got the attention of Marsh, therefore the attention of Kelsier. Um, you know, so that has sort of led her to being the noble woman and the fake street urchin and the Kelsier's crew member and all that stuff. So, um, yeah. I thought that was a nice little internal conflict that she has. Um, yeah. And then, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, another thing that, that Vin sees, that, that Vin witnesses, and it kind of goes back to a point that I was discussing earlier about, uh, you know, Kelsier and where he's, where he's at now and all the little pieces of like possible doubt, um, you know, the, the little things to think about that when you're in this position, you're really not supposed to think about again, like bring up the points of is the Lord ruler bad is going against him, like objectively wrong because of who he is in his title. Um, are the ska, uh, like biologically lesser than nobility and then does that give the nobility the right to rule over this guy you know all these little things of course Kelsier is not supposed to think about like he doesn't want to hear these things um, one doesn't want to hear about them emotionally because that is not how he feels but then two like he's leading a rebellion on the basis that these things are wrong these things need to be changed fundamentally um so kind of following that thread, we have the moment where Vin witnesses a guard slaughter a ska right outside the manor that the ball is happening, right? Um, no one bats an eye, no one says anything, no one makes it, um, makes like a scene out of it or anything. It just kind of happens. You know, I think that's a very quick but important moment because, um, there's a lot of struggle internally with Vin, with a lot of things apparently, but with this is like, again, she's being pulled in many different directions, um, she is the boss, so she does talk to these people, and so she feels like, you know, they can be mean, um, you know, they can be cunning, all that stuff, but are they monsters? There's no way, there's no way these, like, like, look at them <laughs> there's no way these, these these people are monsters um and then she you know specifically thinks of ellen and she's like no i can't can't be ellen ellen would never 
But then she witnesses this act and, 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 and how nonchalant everyone is about it. And it's like, oh, these people don't care. I think it's very important to point out that that to me, that doesn't necessarily make them mob. Like every single person that has noble blood, I don't think that makes all of those people monsters. But I do think at the very least, like not caring isn't a positive. Because then we get to Ellen, which we'll talk more about in a second, um, who seems to actively care. Then we could be wrong. You know, you know, Kelsier's warned Vin that, oh, Ellen just... He likes to rebel against his father. Um, and then he's just like all other nobility where they get together and they, they talk about these things. But it's really just to make alliances and all that. But on the off chance that Ellen is actually passionate about it. And I feel like as the reader, you're, you know, you're supposed to feel like he is. From Vin's perspective, like we hear the things not only um, that he says, but how he says them. It doesn't seem like just a front. And also... If he says these things to other people for alliances, why would he say them to Vin? Like, Lady Valette, no real reason, no, like, huge reason to uh, ally yourself with her house. Her house is a pretty small house. Um, again, not not powerful, not, like, any glaring advantages to it. You know, another ally is another ally. And she doesn't seem to have any, uh, you know, the Renew house doesn't seem to have any enemies. So I guess nothing really hurts from, uh, you know, from allying with it with, you know, with the Renew house. But, you know, so just another reason as to like, if he was putting on a front, why would he need to do that in front of Lady Valette? Right. Um, so, yeah, that, again, that kind of internal struggle of like, how do I feel about these people? Is it fair to just make blanket statements? Is it case by case? And then how do I deal with this <laughs> being involved in the mission that I am, right? Um, and then uh, I guess really two more big things. Uh, one, uh, you know, something I, w I did want to see more of, and I mentioned this before, of uh, Vin getting more specialized training. With all the different crew members, so I already mentioned kind of Marsh and doing the whole like Seeker stuff. Um, I, I really like these parts because this is what I wanted it to be. This is what I hoped for it to be, right? We already saw it with Breeze, where the whole point of it is to say, Mistborn are amazing. Incredibly powerful, they have a lot of Obviously, they have all the powers, and so it is an understatement to say you want Mistborn on your team. However, Mistborn have all the powers, which means that they cannot put all of their energy into every single one. It's mathematically impossible. Um, but a Misting, who only has one power, lives their whole life training and uh, leveling up, you know, using like video game terms, um, you know, leveling up their one ability. So we already saw with Breeze, where it's like, oh, Breeze is good. Breeze is way better at soothing than Kelsier is. And that's not a knock against Kelsier, it's just because this is all Breeze has. 
So he's going to be really good at it because he does it exclusively. So then we get to Marsh and Marsh is like, no, 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 no. Everyone, everyone walks around here thinks that seeking is worthless because, oh, if I have a Mistborn, they're going to just use, they're just going to burn copper, <laughs> I think. I was getting confused about which, which metals do what. Um, I'm just going to use my smoking ability and they won't ever know. But then he kind of schools her and he's like, well, no, like you can, I mean, first off, you're not always going to fight a Mistborn. Like you, you assuming that means that you are, um, underestimating Mistings. Like Mistings can kill you too. Like you don't have to always go into every situation trying to figure out how to fight a Mistborn because then you'll be focusing on that. And then a simple steel push, <laughs> someone will steel push a, a coin through your forehead and you'll be dead, you know, because you're focusing too much on like how to combat everything. Um, you know, so then with that, it's like, well, if you fight a bunch of them, you don't have to worry about smokers. Um, and then being able to know, you know, really getting like super specific with how you're able to focus your seeking ability like you, you can get to the point where you can not only hear the pulses or i guess like feel them um you can feel how each one is distinct and unique and you can even tell which um, you know which ability they have without seeing someone push a coin if you if you're able to feel their pulse and feel it as steel that they're burning steel um that then you'll know and you'll have an advantage over them you know and then also with the whole smoking thing he was like um you already think like a mistborn mistborn immediately think that they should be smoking 100 percent of the time that's like yeah but then you won't know what's coming you know because you know it also clouds you right so like you know a big thing there is that it, it stops anyone from pulling or pushing on your on your emotions and it's like yeah but wouldn't you rather leave leave an open door and let them push or pull your emotions to know exactly which ones they're trying to push or pull so you can gain that intel and know what they're trying to get out of you so again there's a, there's a lot of just little points that he makes that are that are very very uh, astute, right? Um, you know, and then we even go to Ham for a little bit, and uh, you know, we don't actually we're not able to see him spar, not able to put his wisdom into practice. Um, but he, you know, he does talk about like again, a lot of people who can burn pewter just think that you just use it all the time. Some people even flare it much more than they're supposed to, and he's like, no, 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 use it subtly. You know, because there, there's lots of points, right? Like he was like, oh, if you flare it and you're not able to dish the killing blow, well, now your opponent knows what your limits are and they're going to be able to fight you much more effectively. Um, you you never want to punch at your full strength unless it is the end of the fight, which means you are winning the fight. <laughs> um, you know, and also like burning it, can you can get reliant on it. Um, you know, you can also get lazy, you know, burn it at the right moments and, um, and yeah, yeah, 
So yeah, very, very again, you know, that is kind of what I wanted all this to be. It was like, hey, let's get really specific with all these powers. Because again, Vin has kind of stumbled into a, a treasure trove of knowledge. All these people, again, maybe not a person specifically for each of her alimantic powers, um, but pr pretty close. And so, like, you know, she, you know, she can learn from presumably some of the best at what they do and maybe even able to harness that. Again, probably not get as good at any of them as any of the other people, but as good as a Mistborn can possibly get at each individual ability. Um, so, yeah, very cool there. And then the last thing. Uh, Vin and Ellen, right? You know, I think that dominated a, a pretty good chunk of this part. And I think there's a good reason for it, right? One, you know, I think generally you just love to see it. Um, and at least I do the whole like romance aspect. Um, love it, right? Just blanket statement. Um, you know, it is, you know, it is very cute how it's like, oh, you know, you know, you know, because Vin's very unsure of herself, but then you can see that Ellen is kind of the same, <laughs> Um, you know, Ellen is a little older than her, so I guess, you know, a little more maturity there, but, um, you know, them even setting up the whole, like, spook, giving Vin a handkerchief, and being like, oh, because he wants to court you, and then later on, Ellen giving it, and then Vin now knowing what it means, and, and, and you know, so she tries to respond accordingly, she's like, oh, well, you don't, you know, here, you're here, you know, let me give you this back, you know, because in her mind, she doesn't want um, I mean, one, she has the knowledge now, so she knows what it means. Um, and then two, she's like, oh, well, you know, I don't want anyone to think. And then Ellen is like, you should keep it. It it wasn't just for practical use. And Vin's like, oh, <laughs> oh, oh my. Um, you know, so that was, that was good. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of mentioned earlier, but like just their passion. And again, we see everything from Vin's eyes. So to hear everything that Ellen is saying about how he wants change, um, him kind of speaking out against the Lord Ruler almost, um, him seemingly having some uh, budding, uh, you know, concern and empathy for this guy, um, and, and then it's kind of roll into like all the books that were read. You know, we did see a lot of like political stuff, um, his like secret meetings with other heirs to other houses. If, if he's serious about this and, and, and he's legit, you know, we, he might actually want to make change, you know, like we can be the change that we want to make, like our, our fathers and whoever, like they're not going to live forever, we'll be the next ones up, then we'll be in charge and we can do whatever we want, um, you know, so that's, that's cool, um, and then even again more in the villain Ellen specific stuff, uh, you know, her, finally able to talk to him, and the first thing she does when they talk to each other in person is she starts crying, and Alan's like, oh my god, what's wrong? <laughs> and Finn's like, like, touches her face, like, what, why am I crying? <laughs> um, but yeah, just like, you know, everything was very emotional for her, just like, frustrating, and, you know, she was, she, she feels, she, uh, realized that she actually did miss him, and just like, ah, oh, it was, you know, a very powerful moment, I think. Um, yeah, them just seemingly having more and more trust in each other. It's, it, it is interesting because I think this time, you know, I think she does have a conversation with Kelsier about like wanting to, oh, oh, maybe we can use him as an ally. And Kelsier obviously doesn't want that. Like one, he's like, you poor child, <laughs> he's, he's got you. <laughs> 
Uh, but then too, it's like, well, no, he's he's nobility. I promise I won't kill him, but we're not we're not bringing him in. That's insane. Um. But yeah, it's just like. I don't know. I mean, I guess I do know technically if that will or will not happen. Um, but like reading it now, it's like I don't know if that would be possible. Um, I mean, having real nobility on your side, I think, would be great. You know, aside from the fake real nobility and renew. Um, you know, but then also it's like, how far is it? Like again, how authentic is Ellen? Does he really just want to rebel? Does he just have these grandiose ideas because he's young? You know just like maybe many other leaders have had ideas of like restructuring things when when they are in charge and then they get in charge and they're like well that's too difficult and i already have all the powers who cares um yeah stuff to think about there and uh yeah that's pretty much it it's everything that happened um Again, I'm already, I started with the end, but I'm going to end with the end as well. Um, they're kind of distraught. You know, the whole uh, Yedin leading the majority of their troops to their death. I mean, it sucks now because now they set them back super far. And there is even the question of, do they have to do this anymore? I mean, Yedin was paying them. This was a job. You know, like, presumably from Kelsier's thoughts at the very end of this part, I think Kelsier wants to do it anyway, um, especially, again, if he now <laughs> releases his, like, newfound uh, desire to see the rebellion, he still is clinging on to the desire to kill the Lord Ruler. Um, but then everyone else, it's like, is Breeze going to still want to do this? Is, is ham, you know, all these people. I mean, there is still the idea of, well, Yedin isn't going to pay us anything, but, I mean, we didn't really care about that anyway because we were going to get, like, half or whatever of the ATM store, so that's going to pay for itself. So it's like, I don't know, how does this change things? And even if they decide to go through with it still, seven of their, I'm pretty sure it was seven of their 9,000 troops are now gone. They have 2,000 troops. That is not enough for what they have to do they already weren't going to be able to defeat the garrison but now are they going to have enough to even hold anything i don't know i don't know that's tough but uh yeah so that's kind of the cliffhanger we're left on right now um yeah that is it very very eventful part a lot of things a lot of moving pieces um having a good time so next week um gonna throw a little wrench in it um normally i would just say oh let's do part four but um why don't we do the last two part why don't we just finish the book you know there's two more parts in the book part four and five um i was gonna split them up but it's like ah, oh, one of the parts kind of short and you know i kind of wanted to fit everything into a month or four weeks so next week would be the fourth week so it's like hey why don't we just finish it you know we have a big meaty last part there'll be a lot of stuff to talk about because it'll literally be the end of the book um and it'll be a much much not much more but m you know more pages than we've read so far in a week so why don't we just do that so that is that's what we're doing parts four and five just just finish the book basically um and yeah we'll see how this first book ends not the end of the story obviously we still have two 
you know, two more books after this, but uh, the, the, the end of a book, we'll see how this ends, you know, where, you know, how far does this go, right? Um, yeah, that is it. Hope you all enjoying the book so far, and uh, see you next week, I guess. Have fun reading.